Hello, and welcome to If It's Gay We Play, a podcast where we talk about cats and yeah. make meowing noises. Yeah. My co-host today is actually a cat. He's a cat. Oh, oh. <laughs> she speaks. Uh, oh, geez, I ruined the illusion. <laughs> I don't know where Tori is, which is disappointing. That's fine. I'm Kai. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. I'm Hannah. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And we're a podcast we're called a, If we It's sure Gay are We Play, a podcast. where we, we talk about video games and gay things. <clears throat> we have a guest in the audience tonight. Say hello, Dory. Um, and Sweet Boy's here. Sweet Boy is a stuffed cat that Aaron brought home from Japan for me. Dory is a human. Um, spent the night at our house last night. She is gay. Do you play video games? Doesn't play video games. (laughs) Not the fun ones, she says. Okay. So. That's fine. We can switch around to the order a little bit because I think the gayest thing that we've both done this week was having a uh, sapphic, sapphic sleepover soiree. Yeah, like it's, um, it's still technically in progress because there's still a guest here. There's still a sapphic who has We are over. currently in a sapphic sleepover soiree right now. We're always in a sapphic sleepover soiree when we really, if you really think about it. Actually, I think we are because we're constantly having sleepovers every night. Yeah, because we live in the same house. Yes, and our sapphic. Yes. And are always partying. Yes. In a very classy always way. Always having a soiree. Indeed. Um, so that that was the gayest thing that I've done yeah, this week. Because yeah. we also watched uh, Carol in a yeah, room full of like can... 12 sapphic people. Yeah, it was a lot of people. We uh, Yeah, we were going to have a double feature of Carol and But I'm a Cheerleader. But then we didn't um, get to But I'm a Cheerleader. Because... Um, Carol took a while. <laughs> it took a while, and we were all very and we had to have uh, an invested. Decompressing afterwards, um, um, because Carol was very emotional. Many people were seeing Carol for the first time, <laughs> which was which is a quite very a choice. emotional experience. However, um, the way that we showed this film was full of um, yelling, excitement, yeah, fantasy, high it was, fantasy. It was still very emotional, but it was also very interactive, which yes. I enjoyed in this very like call and response way. It like, was a very. We came up with some drinking activities. Yeah, we came up with drinking. We we invented we, we drinking did, we last did night. Drink. You heard it here first, folks. The Sapphics invented drinking. Yep, that's probably true. That is probably true. Uh, Sappho probably did invent drinking. Well, like in ancient beer comes from ancient Egypt. There so is, before. Yeah, I mean, it was probably lesbians. Um, they in there is a theory that like agriculture, like agriculture, basically developed to support the ma- the making of beer because mm-hmm. um, you needed a lot of grain. To people invented beer, and they were like, "Holy shit, this rules!" And you needed a lot of grain to do that. Like people have already been able to feed themselves and so forth. But then they started agriculture to grow enough grain to brew beer, and then that civilization theory. sprang up around it. And I bet it was sapphic folks. Probably, statistically speaking. Because you know that uh, stereotype about how, like, sapphic people really like craft beer? Mm-hmm. That's it. Lesbians love craft beer. Yep. Sapphic folks in general. I'm trying to be inclusive here. All the people I know that homebrew that are sapphic identify as lesbians. Fair. Completely fair. I'll allow it. Um, so I want to do, uh, I want to go back in time and do a quick call-out corner that's not so quick because I listened to last week's episode and I had a couple of things that I wanted to call out. So the last week, as in not the bad one. Not the recorded. bad one, but the one the one that wasn't bad. Yeah, um, we recorded. We, we recorded this, on our this episode media, already. But we've recorded this episode already. But we tried to record two episodes in one week because Aaron was going to be out of town. But we he still this, was out of town. Yes, he was out of town. It but we recorded happen. the second episode, and the energy was just so 
bad and it sucked and wasn't funny. I had made a joke earlier that week about how we had like a full funny juice vat like on Sunday and then like as the week went on it like decreased and we so used it all on the episode. Most of it we on used Monday. most of it on Monday and then we did it again on Wednesday and my joke became the truth. Yeah, we were and not we very ran funny out of funny Wednesday. juice and we were miserable and had a bad time and I, I think I got mad at you and it was very sad. The yeah, whole so thing was we, very we sad. decided to not release that episode and recording that episode again but good this time hopefully. yes yes that's what we're calling it uh yeah. the episode but again and good this time yeah um so anyway i have a couple of call out corner things okay um and i have something too that i mentioned last oh i was gonna mention that one the first bad episode oh okay um so last episode the last episode, the last you episode heard. that you heard i uh Said something along the lines of uh, Liliana is too rough and tumble to be femme. Which to be was, high femme. To be high I femme. described her as high femme. And which you was said, inappropriate of me because... Yeah, you said like, because like, um, uh, she's more like rough and tumble or something. Like the implication behind what you said to me was that being rough and tumble is somehow in um, opposition to being high femme. Yes, which it is not. Yeah, and that sucks. And what I meant was that like talking about the physical aesthetics of femme versus butch and since then like both of my uh, other call out corners are along the same lines because remember last night how you made fun of me for saying i wrote a paper on this whole subject yes i wrote a paper on this whole subject since the last time that we did this episode <sighs> um and i have some call outs so hi we actually ta- hermione granger monahan remember when we were talking about how um how shane and how yes. i was like shane is butch question mark um so Shane actually in season three when she and uh, everyone else are talking about Max and whether Max is Butch or Femme and like, yeah, some bullshit yeah, like that. Yeah, the only time in the show when Butch and Femme uh, identities are ever addressed is, is because, discussing uh, a trans man. Uh, Eileen Shaken said that uh, Max is the Butch on the show, uh, which is gross. Uh, yeah, because he's, he's literally a man. literally a man. Um, yeah, very, very boo indeed. Uh, so in this conversation, Shane says that she does not identify as either butch or femme. She does not like labels. She does not like well, identity markers nah, like nash. that. Um, so I, I'm sorry, Shane, for putting the identity of butch onto you or I'm not going to apologize That to is Shane. incorrect. Fuck Shane. Uh, well, yes, definitely fuck Shane. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to disparage this character choice. I still, well, <laughs> I do because it's the L word. I like, know, it's true. I do still, like, think that, like, it is okay for us to discuss the butchness or feminism of, yes, of Shane. Yes, completely. Because I'm I feel joking. like that conversation is bullshit because yes. it's, um, the horrifying monster people who wrote the L word. Well, I was rereading, uh, Female Masculinities by Jack Halberstam, um, and it's a, it's a, it was a book written in 1988. I was in the library reading a <laughs> subject. It was a book written in 1988. So a lot of the information is, uh, you know, not the same language that we would use yeah, today. Yeah, sure. um, but a lot of it is still very relevant because that's where Jack first writes about, like, the bathroom debacle. And it's yeah. really important. Um, but basically, in this book, uh, they write about how... Uh, Butches on film used to be represented as more butch before people were, like, open about lesbian identities in film, right? But now there's this new theme, like, since the 1980s called the barely butch, which Hmm. is where somebody has, like, very, very few butch signifiers, but they're there to, like, represent butches because it's supposed to be more acceptable to the male gaze. Right. So, like, um, Sigourney Weaver in Aliens, like, she is powerfully butch. Sure. However, she does not appear to be 
holding as many butch signifiers that are like aesthetic as she yeah. could be because it's because um, it's ex- it, she still needs to be sexually appealing towards the and male that I gaze. think is, is I think Shane falls into the same category totally I think pretty much all of the L word could fall very arguably falls well into yeah that there's category. not very many butches in the main cast in fact there are none yeah they're not in the main cast um, as we discussed yeah and that uh I don't know. I just think that that's a real shame because I've been thinking more and more, like ever since we were talking about Butch and Femme, like what those terms mean to me. And I don't have any more or better answers. Sure. It's just. Um, and it's not that somebody who looks like Shane can't be Butch. No. Shane, if Shane identified as Butch, like that's what you be need is you identify as Butch and you're Butch. But like, again, that like in a in a group of supposed lesbians, that there's nobody with like not one single person with like short hair other than Jenny for five minutes, like, is very unrealistic <laughs> to me. Um, not that, again, not that, like, Sapphic You don't need short hair groups. to be butch. Right, yeah. but, like, that's, I've never met a group of queer people where none of them have, like, short-shaped haircuts. And I know it's, like, now as opposed to the early 2000s, but yeah. I think that's, like... I mean, I've been thinking a lot about how... I, I really have a lot of feelings about both, like, um the lack of display of butches in media, uh, but also the lack of display of femmes in queer culture. So, like, femmes are erased a lot of the time in queer culture because they don't, quote-unquote, look queer. Right. Um, You know, and we've talked about this with a lot of our friends who are femme, and we talked about it last episode, how they a lot of times won't be assumed queer and then are, like, like discriminated against in queer spaces. spaces. Yeah. Uh, and, like, told, like, you shouldn't be here. Like, you're not gay just because they don't have, like, short hair or, like, yeah, short or nails or whatever. Yeah, or you're not gay You're not gay enough. Yeah. Like, As though there is such a thing. They're in a community policing. But then in media, um, they're overrepresented and sexualized in a... Not, not like, good representation. It's, yeah. like sexualized objectification representation right. like for male consumption um, in a really gross way. So it's like, femmes can't win. Yeah, no, femmes can't win. Anywhere they go. And that that's just, that's just yeah. been kind of like sticking with the the L word, butches can't win. And in video games, butches can't win, it seems. I mean, well, here's the thing. Um, sapphic folks... Can't win? Can't win. Except at sports, probably. Except at sports. We're very good at sports. That's I've a good... Heard. I've. Or I just I've made a face like no, me neither. It's okay. That's fine. Um, We're very strong. Yeah. Um, this is not to say that like other groups of queer people who don't identify as sapphic have it easy or whatever. It's just like there's a lot at. We're speaking play. to our experience. Yeah, we're speaking to our experience specifically because that's, that's what we, we have. Yeah. Um, um, and I also have, again, I have also been a gay man, and that's a totally different thing with all, its whole own set of problems. Right, totally. And it's not to say, too, that, like, trans folks can't identify as butch. Like, you identify as butch. Yeah, but I'm not a trans man. Yes, true. Um, but the problem with Matt, like, I think trans... Contrary to popular belief, actually. Yeah, right. Um, tra- I think, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like trans men can identify as butch, if that's something that they identify with. But the problem is that... The writer, a, the writers of the show put that on Max, and B, that Max is constantly misgendered, and his gender transition is constantly made the butt of a joke. He's called Butch because they're thinking of him as, as a, a woman, woman. Right, and they're exactly. calling him a Butch lesbian. Which right, is, exactly. I mean, if you are a trans man who identifies that way, fine, good on you, but I think that it's erasing his male identity. Well, that's what I'm saying. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is, is the problem is not like. 
I'm just trying to make clear that like I don't think it's a problem if like you are a trans man that identifies yeah. as a butch lesbian Identify or whatever or identifies with lesbianism or whatever. It's that the writer the shithead writers of the show they are aren't putting trans. that on right, are not trans and are putting that on Max because he is constantly like the butt of the joke is he's constantly like, Oh, like like one of the there's like a gay guy in the show that hits on Max and somebody's like, Oh, I'm happy for him, he really wants a boyfriend and fucking vet goes, Oh, girlfriend and they yeah. all laugh like it's fucking bullshit it makes yeah. me so angry i wrote about this constantly like in my paper yeah. um, um hey the l word sucks and the l word sucks and i love it i mean yeah <laughs> i'm certainly watching it i mean i have a good time watching it with you because we constantly are laughing at how bad it is and we're also very regularly high yeah i'm glad that i will have seen it when yes, it's over exactly. i don't know that i would say that i love it no i mean here's the thing i love that uh sapphic people have a cultural touchstone that we previously did not have access to in this particular context i mean it's not like we haven't had cultural touchstones before it's just like i'm glad that this imperfect that- thing existed when it did Right, and we can, uh, imperfect is a mild descriptor, I feel like, but we can, it like... It is, it's very it's something flawed. culturally salient that a lot of us, obviously not everybody, but a lot of us can, like, reference and make jokes exactly. about, like, who's a Shane, and, like, R.I.P. Dana Fairbanks, and people... And, I, and I like about. having, like... <laughs> Tori just got sad about Dana Fairbanks. <laughs> and I like having cultural, cultural touchstones like that, because sapphic culture is important to me. However, yes, it's a garbage-shitty show that perpetuates garbage-shitty ideas, yeah and it's also important culturally yeah no completely, completely. those things can both exist in um anyway. yeah i wonder if because it's 2018 now and it'll be the like 2019 when the, the show year of the year of Mallort, uh 2018 um 2018 come out come home which is a prophecy that is coming it true. is coming true all of our friends are gay now yeah pretty much everybody's gay and also uh 20 collaborate stronger together um, we're making so much art together. Yep. Incredible. It's all coming true. Um, and last year, thanks, like McElboys. Thanks, McElboys. Thank Travis for Travis. Thank Travis for Travis. Um, that, uh, I lost my train of thought. Dana Fairbanks. That's okay. Uh, we can move on Fuck if you want. Me. What was I talking about before we started talking Cultural about 2018? Butches? No, I was, I was talking about 2018. Collaborating, all of our friends are gay now. In the year of Malor. Oh, when the L Word reboot happens, I wonder if it'll like be, be more good. socially aware and better. Um, I sort of hope it's not better. Like I hope it's still, I hope it's still a bad trash television. Can fire yeah. of a show in terms of quality. Yes. Like I hope they still make just absolutely untenable choices in terms of sound mixing and editing. Last um, night, Hannah and I were in uh, the hallway of our house. Um with one of the doors closed, we were having conversation, and the it sound... It sounded like, because there's a, a couple scenes on the L Word where people are having a conversation in a crowded club, but you don't hear any background noise, <laughs> it's and you just can their clearly voices. hear the conversation that they're happening. Like, it's just their voices that you hear, and then silence around them. Which, I don't know if you've ever had, tried to have a conversation in a club. It's mostly just screaming at one another when you're a foot away from each other. Yeah. Um, but we walked into the hallway, like from, it was like a lot of noise happening in the living room and then we walked into the hallway and it, was it sounded quiet. like the sound was mixed by the L word sound mixer. And that sometimes like random sounds will happen or people will bump, like it's a professional <laughs> show and people will bump their microphones and somebody didn't do another take or edit out that sound. It's so good. Like Holy there is shit. a sex scene, I forget who's having sex with Shane and somebody I think, but there is a sex scene at one point in one of the seasons <laughs> Where the whole time their microphones kept hitting each other. It's so good. Oh, why would you do this? Throughout the fucking sex scene. Our sound designer's right here. 
He laughed. <laughs> okay. He thought it was funny. Uh, or it might be a laugh of pain. Who knows? You can actually punch the microphone. Punch the thing that's attached to you. No, I hate the microphone. Stop doing it. <laughs> I felt it on my fist. Oh, jeez. All right. Can we can we move on to what we're playing this week? Yeah. Anyway, that's the gayest thing we've done this week is watch Carol in our living room with a bunch of sapphicos. And it first, we went around gay. and introduced ourselves and our pronouns and our zodiac signs and our enneagram types and our Myers Briggs types and our, and our house. house. Yeah, it was very good, actually. Yeah, very gay. Be gay. And we also had that because Kai's good at planning. The uh, sleepover event started half an hour after rehearsal was set to end. <laughs> yeah. Um, and rehearsal ended a little late, so then literally immediately turned around into the sapphic sleepover. It was actually quite incredible. I was very pleased. Yeah. I like ran to Nooch to get snacks. Shout out to Nooch Vegan Market. Maybe they'd sponsor us. Maybe they would sponsor us. Uh, shout out to Guardian Angel Hannah. Oh, for... I didn't expect my name to come next. I didn't know where that sentence was going. <laughs> shout out to Guardian Angel Hannah for uh, always helping me throw my dumb party things. Yeah, they're not dumb. Well, it's dumb they're because they're planned. poorly planned is the thing. <laughs> and you always are like, I'll go do this. And then it goes great. Yeah, and then one day and I walked to go get ice. Yeah, and then you got ice and it was great. And yep. we had a great evening. We had a really great Anyway, evening. what are we playing this week? Oh, boy. Again, I've had the longest week of my life, I feel like. Um, I did play uh, quite a bit of Breath of the Wild. Breath? Breath? of the wild um where i had on tuesday i had my first real day off that i've had in like a month and a half or some shit like i had a real honest god day off where i didn't have anything to do which was incredible and i I mean it was i don't know whatever it was earlier this week and i sat around all day and i played oh no it was on sunday i sat around all day and played breath of the wild it was amazing i'm so excited for you uh, when I I just found a lot of shrines. I've just been like exploring the map, just running around finding shrines and like fucking around, um, and it's very fun. I'm having a blast just exploring so the world. Glad. I discovered a town that I didn't know existed. Oh, hey, look at you! It's such a, it's a huge. Like it continues to amaze me, like how big this world is. It's I mean I knew that, but it's just so big. Like a whole like whole towns can be hidden in this map. It's how big it is. It's so tight. It's I just want cool. you to get that gigantic horse that I read about on Polygon yeah, the other day. I gotta read that article and then I'll get the gigantic horse. I there. want that gigantic horse. I did get the like royal white stallion with its fancy high roll royalty armor. Which is very cool. Mm-hmm. No doubt. But the gigantic horse, when you first see the gigantic horse, is having a conference of horses oh. and is presenting to a group of smaller horses. I see. It's very good. I love it very much. Um, it's a business horse. It's a business horse. It's a business professional horse. A business a, professional horse. A working horse. horse just trying to make it in the world. Yes, I'm very proud of this horse. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the game that I'm playing this week. Uh, as soon as I finished um, as soon as soon I finished my last day of class, I went home and I started playing Fallout 3. Uh-huh. Because that's like my... Uh, I forget when we were asking about this, but like what, what, what game is like home for you? Sure. I, realized I don't remember that, if like, we even asked that on the show. I think we did. Am I making we've, that up? I feel like we did. We've talked about it in real life, but Uh-oh. I don't know if we've Oops. talked about it on the show. What is our life? It's Where hard does to our life start? Where does the podcast point? end? Anyway, you're playing Fallout 3. It's your comfort game. I was game. playing it's Fallout 3. Game. It's like one of my comfort games. Yeah, it, it, I totally had forgotten that like I played the fuck out of Fallout for many, many hours of my life. And I was like, oh, well, this is probably a good thing. I mean, I knew that you played Fallout 4 for 500 hours. It's well documented that you spent 500 hours on something that you claim to be a bad game. It is a bad game. Anyway, Fallout 3 is, in fact, a good game. <laughs> you too. Jeez, come on. No. Fallout 3 is a good game, um, and I'm having a good time playing it. 
Uh, I I really like the feature on the Xbox One that makes it, like, quote-unquote backwards compatible because it's not like it can read the discs from the Xbox 360, but it knows what games you had on the Xbox 360 right, like that are have, backwards well, if compatible. A, if you had a digital copy of a game and yeah. it's backwards compatible, you can just download it onto your Yeah, one, so I, I did that on uh, for Fallout 3, and I've been playing it on the Xbox One, which is a much more... I don't know. I find it to be more enjoyable than playing on the 360 because I've gotten really used to the Xbox One controllers mm-hmm. and the way that those feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot easier for me to actually press the buttons well for some reason. I don't know why that layout is more uh, effective for like my nerve damage, um, which is nice. Uh, but anyway, Fallout 3 is like... I don't know. It's very... It's uh, the quintessential Fallout game, basically, because it was the one that restarted the series as we know it and love it today. Uh as like a first person RPG as like a first and person a RPG down. and not a top down like um yeah kind of like turn based thing yeah um and you know it's 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 kind of a shooter i've been playing it on hard which is like one of my first times doing it on like a, a harder level cuz most of the time i've been doing it for the story and it's i don't know it's just been kind of delightful going back to that world and getting to totally. re-experience a lot of those things that i hadn't seen for a couple of years um I'm playing as a uh, queer lady named Leia. Cool. I'm very excited about it. You, there's not a lot of opportunities that you have to be gay in Fallout 3. Um, not like Fallout uh, New Vegas, but, you know, you got some. And Fallout, you can be gay in Fallout 4. Clearly. Oh, yeah, you can be gay in Fallout 4. Yes, yes, yes. You can, you can do a lot of things in Fallout 4 that you couldn't do in the other games. I'm excited for uh, Fallout 76, which is yeah. the new Fallout that's coming out. That's part of the reason why I picked up Fallout picked up Fallout 3 again, because I really want to get back into that Fallout frame of mind. I know that it's not coming for the next while, but uh, Fallout 76 is hypothesized to be a multiplayer game that takes place in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we know it's going to have multiplayer. We know it's going to... And it's it takes place in West Virginia, because they have Take Me Home Country Roads in the trailer. And there's also uh, that forest in the uh, in the trailer. It's a, yeah. it's a pretty good trailer, actually. I'm really excited, because I've long wanted a lot of Bethesda games to be multiplayer, and like... I forget who made the Elder Scrolls Online, but that sucked. Like, yeah. I played it for, like, a hot minute, and it fucking sucked. I just do not care for the Elder Scrolls Online one bit. That's what I heard. Is but, um, I always used to play, like, Skyrim and, like, Fallout and shit. Uh, my friends and I would, like, trade off who was playing, because we always wanted to play together, but we couldn't, because they're, you know, single-player games. Yeah. So I would really like to, um, play Fallout 76 with you, if that's possible, because, uh, number one, I like playing games with you. Number two, I want to watch you get introduced to the Fallout world, like, through a new fun game. Yeah, I haven't, I still haven't been able to get into Fallout. I couldn't get into New Vegas, but But this might be the one. Maybe it'll be the one. Maybe maybe it'll be the one. Maybe Fallout's just not for me. Um, Maybe. We will see. But, um, Uh, I have uh, one, I have one last question for you. Oh, okay. Uh, You also, you played, um, some Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah, I've still been playing uh, Battlefront 2, the new one for the, uh, for the, you know, newest consoles. Like the and Xbox the story one, mode looks fun. It. The story mode's quite fun. Um, the sprites for the characters are, are horrifying. really bad to look at. Yes, like they're this, very bad the, to look at. The Mark at. Hamill, the uh, Luke Skywalker sprite, looks and sounds absolutely, it's, it's, it looks like it, like a, somebody glanced at a picture of Mark Hamill once, and then looked away and had to, like, draw it. Um, 
Like, I miss our useless twink, Luke. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like Mark Hamill at all. No. Which is funny because the thing Mark Hamill does mostly right now is voice acting. Mm-hmm. So it sort of seems like maybe they could have gotten Mark Hamill to voice Luke. Maybe but they just ran out of money. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have the budget to hire actual Mark Hamill. For... I mean, I don't have the budget to hire actual Mark Hamill. Well, we, you, I don't have any budget at all. So. That's true. Well, uh, Battlefront 2 is a pretty good game. It's uh, it's quite repetitive. It's the same like Battlefront scheme, like at least the at least the campaign. Um, I kind that of looks fun. yeah, it's 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 fun. It's just uh, I I had been feeling more like I wanted some more plot, so I decided to start picking up Fallout Three again because it's not like super plot heavy, and it's just kind of um, you know one of those uh, expected stereotypical Star Wars plots where the uh, where the bad guys turn good or whatever, and like everybody learns something about uh, the goodness of the rebellion and the, and the force. Force was the friends we made along the way. That's what they say in the in the in the game. They say mm-hmm. they say that. Word for word. Wow, the real force was the friends we made along the way. One more time. What? Wow, the re- the real force was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you. I really appreciate you doing that You're line welcome. three times. Um, I'm gonna be putting it into my game. Is what's happening. Uh, anyway. What? 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 I don't know. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, okay. It's a pretty good game. I don't know. The mechanics feel good. Shooting feels good. You get interesting powers. You can pick up new powers. You get to play as heroes again, uh, like Leia and Mark Hamill and Han Solo with a beard. Um, you know, it's it's a fine game. I wouldn't really recommend spending a lot of money on it. We got, got it, it when it was sale. on sale. Because um, I definitely don't think it's worth $60. Oh, no. But we bought um, it when it was on sale for like $12. Or yeah, so it was a very good deal. I would recommend buying it now while it's on sale if you can. But I doubt like, very much it's still on sale. You bought it like a month true. ago. That's true. Fuck, I forgot that it was a month ago. Um, But anyway, yeah. I would not spend $60 if on this game. it's on sale, it looks like fun. Pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Do buy Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's a very good game. Because it's inside. Did I scare you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It was definitely a sneeze. <laughs> My apologies. What was your other question, Kai? Oh, I was going to say, uh, what is the least Aquarian thing that you've done oh, this week? Oh, God. I don't... This is actually going to be a recurring segment, and I don't know how I feel about it. I love it. Um, I don't fucking know, man. Maybe choreographing a drag performance. Which we're very excited about. Uh, if you are in the Denver area, you can come see uh, our live show, mm-hmm. which is Genderfuck, uh, gen- uh, like... Binary busting variety hour. That is what it's called. Not um, even a, li- a like binary. No, that's true. It's hour. not. It's not similar it's to, but it is a binary busting variety, variety hour. hour. Um, we're gonna see a reprisal of my show, Transbender. Hannah's gonna debut her drag performance. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of local uh, queer, non-binary, trans, intersex, gender fuck, gender fluid performers. Yep. Basically, everyone who is not cis is in this show. Everyone, well, not yep. every single person in the world who is not cis is in the show. But everyone who's in the show is not is cis. Not cis yeah. Yes. Um, we're trying to take up some singer songwriters gender dog performing space in the otherwise very um cis normative pride yeah yeah celebrations um, at least in denver there aren't really any like other like like non like trans and queer non-binary like trans non-binary gender fluid etc um like those identities specific, are not named yeah yeah, yeah. specific perf- like events i'll give the dates and times at the end where it's better to give dates and well times. we'll give them again but it's the 13th okay, yeah. 17th of june of uni information cafe 13th at 8 p.m and the 17th at 7 p.m yep Correct. and it's free and it's free and there's coffee and there's coffee and it's on south broadway mm-hmm. which is a very good part of denver um do you want to meander into the main oh, segment you, you didn't ask me what the most aquarian thing i did this week was that's true if you're gonna do the bit come i'll the commit bit. to the bit 
All right, that's the law. Um, what's the most Aquarian thing that you've done this week, Hannah? I don't know. That's very Aquarian of you to say. Yeah, I genuinely don't know. I don't even remember what's happened this week. That's fine. You're doing great. I don't want to do this segment anymore. <laughs> okay. That's why I stopped doing it. I know. I, I wanted to commit to the bit, and then the bit kept happening, and then I didn't <laughs> okay. want it to be happening anymore. Well, uh, the most Virgo thing that I've done this week, I think, was spent like four days working on um, two papers that, you know, I didn't really need to put that much effort into, uh-huh. but I really wanted to, uh, because I really, you know... I'm you're gonna, Hermione Granger. I'm Hermione Granger. Um, least queer... Oh, fuck, I'm not an Aquarius. Um, no, you're not! Least, least virgin thing that I've done oh, this God. week. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, was, uh, I don't know, probably doing a podcast every week is not very Virgo, because I don't give people a lot of advice or judgment on this podcast. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Let's, let's go to the main let's segment. Let's never do that segment let's again. Let's never do that segment again. It was funny once. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny once, and it'll never be funny again. Yep. Um, as are most things. So our main segment this week, uh, we're going to be talking about heteronormativity, uh-huh. specifically the implementation in games of like expected heterosexual couplings yeah or like um, compulsory heterosexuality yeah basically not compulsive not i which i did not say you did. Uh, well it's kind of funny to call it that i guess if i did say it which i did not um so compulsory heterosexuality was a term invented by uh adrian rich and let me see what the paper was uh compulsory heterosexuality in the lesbian existence so her first concept of compulsory heterosexuality related specifically to women um and it was talking about how like women are expected to be heterosexual we've talked about this before with um relation to like uh the concepts talked about by Judith Butler and Monique Wittig and like in the 1980s and 90s about how the mm, the group the grouping of women and men part of the expectation of performing the role of a woman or a man is to be heterosexual sure. like you're not performing the role of woman as it was as it is like expected if you are not heterosexual um, so it kind of falls into line with that, with that mode of thinking. Uh, but there are, like, some problems with the term compulsory heterosexuality, specifically in, like, the fact that um, she says that all women can be, uh, can choose to be lesbians. Well. Um, and people. I don't know about that people one. People who question their heterosexuality are accused of being compulsory heterosexual, compulsorily heterosexual. Wait, people who question their yeah. heterosexuality. People who question their sexuality. Oh, are like it. are com- um, accused of being compulsorily heterosexual because yeah, the only so, reason a person would be heterosexual is, is by force, is that the No, no, no. I mean, she she says that like all like lesbian identity is on a on a like scale. Sure. Basically, and that since all women can be lesbians like you don't have to have sex with women to be a lesbian, which is true, sure. but she says that like uh like the way that women can care about each other and love each other is different than the way that men can do that. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. And that the, women have a very specific type of love that they can have for each other. That men lesbian. can't have. Uh, not, you know, God forbid <laughs> toxic masculinity prevent men from being able to healthily express emotions. I mean, it's kind of super cis-normative. Oh, yeah, it's cis-normative. Uh, it's gender essentialist. And it's, it's gender like, essentialist, and it's also, like, very, like third wave feminism like unproductive second wave feminism feminism, sorry 
unproductively like misandrists. Like exactly, there's it's a like time you and a place to be like, "Oh, that. fuck men," but not in like a serious way that's like legitimately dismissing the experience of all men. Like, well, not only that, it's also again gender essentialist, which yeah. is like implying that men and women. Uh, like assigned male at birth people and assigned female at birth people have special abilities that are given right. to them by virtue well, of the gender and sex that, that was assigned to them at birth. You know, you start with like your base level skill points, and then if am you I want, dual classing? Well, if you want, yes, because if, if you want, you cool. can respect your skill points. Like when you, if you, you know, figure out or decide that you're trans or whatever. If you decide that you're trans. Um, then you start to respect, you can like reset and like, reset, you can like, um, Oh, oh, you know. so I like spent a bunch of element zero and I respect my, uh, <laughs> Yeah, my skill you respect tree. your skill tree. <laughs> yeah. I, I get where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a skill tree also that all women can choose to invest in. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Sapphic skill tree. Sapphic like, skill right. tree. That's why I'm saying I'm dual classing because I identify as a sapphic and also I am trans. Yes, you're dual classing. I'm dual classing. I think also though you can't like if you just don't like there's some skill trees you don't have access to and that's just how it. But do. I've spent a lot of points in a lot of skill trees. No, like totally. I've spent a lot of time as a lot of genders and as a lot of sexuality. No, totally. And but that's how like how many powers do I have? That's like how you do. You know, like not everybody like people no, who just true. aren't queer or aren't trans like just don't have access to that skill tree you know what i mean like uh, what tree. are some of the powers in the skill tree um you've got um biotic rush and you've got um uh frag grenade i was and thinking you've something got... along the lines of like uh seeing and hearing well um, you don't have that you don't have seeing um, and hearing down at all that skill tree is pretty low oh that's your... cruel she's it's making fun cruel. of my disabilities i'm not making fun of it i'm just stating a fact you can't see good and you can't hear good. I'm just saying that it's not your fault. But it's I'm not very like good chose. at making people feel seen and heard. That's true. You're listening. You're listening and like holding Semantics. space for skills trees are very high. But your <laughs> physical abilities to see and hear. My are endurance very low. and strength are very low. I did not put any points into those two I think things. You're, no, you're putting you're specking you're putting points toward that strength skill Oh, you're tree, right. Though. That's true. That's, that's oh this oh, yeah this, oh, this strength, this strength tree skill right tree. Here. Yeah, this uh, this is an audio medium auditory yeah, medium. It's, it's I was flexing is the joke. Is the joke. But yeah, no, I'm just saying like again, not your fault, but it's like how in Fallout you can like choose to have to wear glasses or whatever. I, I know, I was like joking. you didn't choose that, but like I was, you can't hear good. I was joking. I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I I'm I'm sorry I said a falsehood. I'm sorry I, I said a falsehood. I didn't for I laughs. didn't I didn't I didn't mean to be bad at please hearing. Forgive please forgive me. Please God. Again, I'm not making fun of you for that. Oh. I'm simply. <laughs> I'm simply. Gesundheit. I'm simply stating a fact. No, you're not. You're not wrong. Um, but I, I meant seen and heard is in the way of the meme. As yeah, in yeah. Like no, that's what I'm saying. Is you're, you're listening and holding space for <laughs> skills Gesundheit. are no, very high. Thank you. Um, but your seeing and hearing skill trees are very low. I would say that your butt skill tree My is very advanced. My butt skill tree advanced. is maxed the fuck out. The thing about or maybe Hannah it's not maxed is out, that but it's she's very advanced. incredibly sexy. I'm. Here's the thing. I'm. <laughs> Very sexy. I'm so tired of this bit. I'm um, not. But your butt, no, I bet you're not. Aaron's. <laughs> it's partially because I say it a lot in our private life. Well, that sounds like a you problem. It definitely is a me problem. And I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong to do so. I'm just saying it's that just you're incredibly sexy. It's um, just, here's the thing, I'm very sexy. And your butt is very My powerful. butt, separate. Last night, 
I accidentally hit your butt with my butt, and I think that I accidentally gained like two butt levels because oh, yeah. of the interaction. A butt touches anytime anybody touches my butt, you gain points in the butt skill tree. Wow, my butt is so powerful; it can share its power. Incredible! It's an incredible. Tell it's not, me more. It's not maxed out because I feel like I got to do a lot more squats to like really max out. Sure, sure, butt, sure. Butt skill tree, but it is very, very high. So we've kind of gotten advanced. off topic. Um, <laughs> I want to rain us Let's back in. Let's talk about my butt some more. Let's talk about our gay skill trees some more. Um, <laughs> I'm down. Okay. Um, no, I actually want to talk about the uh, topic. Okay, cool. It'll come up. Yeah, your butt will obviously come up again. It my butt. somehow finds a way into every conversation. Yeah. Um, my, like, what skill trees do I have a lot in? Kindness. <laughs> <laughs> that was very nice. <laughs> Um, my... Um, poetry? Poetry skill tree is high. My, um... Love? My, uh... Cat cat, affection? My cat affection skill tree is maxed out. Definitely. Cat yeah, affinity. Yeah, feline affinity. Yeah, feline affinity is a special... Is a, um, uh, is like a skill that I have. Hair goodness? Yeah, my hair skill tree is very high. Um... I do have, like, a trainer that I go to for that yeah. specific skill. Happy birthday, Wendy. Happy birthday, Wendy. <laughs> Still, uh, I'm seeing her on Sunday to get my hair cut. I'm right seeing now. her on Friday to get my hair cut. Incredible. We're gonna get a beer fridge. Mm-hmm. Um... um. Your beer knowledge skill tree is very... Beer skill tree is up there. It's definitely up there. Um, I would say uh, tea, tea skill tree. Tea skill very tree. Very close to maxed out. Very, very... Well, no, not even slightly <laughs> close to maxed out, but very high. Very high. Um, Tori. I would say your... What skill trees does Tori have? Good. Her good skill tree is maxed perfect, out. Her adorable, perfect. Skill tree. Her fluffy, yelling skill yelling. tree is very, very, very high. high. Um, her um, having one little orange paw skill tree is maxed out. Her sniffs. Her sniff skill tree is very high. Her tail skill tree is very Man, high. And I, I thought of another skill tree for you. What? Your leggy skill tree. Yeah, my leggy skill <laughs> <laughs> I keep putting points into my leggy skill tree. You got a lot of points in your leggy skills. I had a, we are getting off topic, but it's. I told you. Um, I had a very good Instagram story the other night when she I did. had two liquor drinks and got... Um, two liquor drinks. We had a shot, too. Liquor, I hardly know her. Uh, um, and I got uh, very drunk. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got very drunk uh, off of two drinks because I'm a super lightweight. And um, then that night I had a ju- I had just some comedy... Because I went to bed. I left. Yeah, I had <laughs> I some very tired. good comedy on my Instagram story. Um, but earlier that day I posted, and this is true, that I do a little le- like leg-based physical comedy bits when I'm very sleepy and or high and laying on the couch all the time. Yes. And Kai thinks they're delightful. I That's love why them. I keep doing it. So now Kai's gotten to the point where they just think my legs are funny. If I just look at Hannah's legs, I'm like, that's delightful. That's very funny. Yeah, um, so. It's not, again, I, I like to reiterate, it's not that your legs are bad. Yeah, you're not like laughing at I'm not my like legs. laughing at your legs. You're I'm laughing, laughing with my with... legs. I'm now picturing me like laying down with my face next to your legs like having tea and like laughing Just, with like, them. Just like chuckling. Chuckling together. Me and your legs. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> that's a little that's a little esoteric for me. Esoteric for you. Um, that's surprising. Uh, let's get back into. I'm tired. Um, I shouldn't have had. I had like three sips of coffee, and now my brain feels weird. So heteronormativity is basically the expectation that 
everyone is heterosexual and gearing society towards that fact, right? Uh-huh. So, like, when um, people are babies and people are uh, assigned to be, like, boys and girls when they're babies. Uh-huh. And, you know, parents are like, oh, let's set up, like, a date. Or, like, oh, they're going to get married right, when they're that adults. bizarre fucking thing straight people do where they feel the need to, like, sexualize infants yeah. when, like, a little... Like, oh, he's going to be a player. Fuck. Or, like, oh, hair huh. in your mouth. That is my own hair. Get <laughs> there though. That's was really in there. Good lord. Anyway, um, it was very shocking. So um, like uh, the clothes that you give to yeah, infants, you're like, like they have like a little quote unquote boy. Yeah, or and uh, they're like he'll like make a sound or something at a woman because it's a baby and mm-hmm. it just responds to stimuli in its vicinity. And uh, they'll be like, oh, he's such a lady killer, or like he's so handsome, he's gonna be such a such a player or whatever like a that's fucked up because like women are people and b it's fucked up because it's a literal infant and c this is a little beyond straight people's grasp but like you don't know the baby's gender it's a baby straight up i wish that we were better at raising babies like without gender or sexuality it doesn't have a gender it's a baby it sucks that our society is created to like Socialize in that particular way. It doesn't have way. actual. Anyway. It doesn't have the ability to form like actual thoughts or memories so like, yet. It's a, It's functionally like a, like a bean. Like a bean. It's like a little <laughs> rat. Like I mean, rats are smarter than babies. It's nothing though. It's just a blob of carbon. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, audience. <laughs> Dory's doing this fun thing right now, um, where she's brought back calling straight people breeders. It's very good. Which I really appreciate and enjoy. Um. 70 mm-hmm. lesbian lingo. So anyway, uh, it's also enforced on youths when they're like school children and boys are like teasing girls on the playground and they're like, oh, he's just doing that because he's right. attracted yeah. to you. The, the notion reality, that that's like, like predatory. harassing women yeah. is flirting, which is, uh, t- you know, obviously toxic and very It's a function of heteronormativity, yeah. which toxic masculinity factors into, racism yeah. factors into, every single ism factors into each other. Totally. You know, it's a whole power dynamic yeah. thing. It's um, a whole... Co- so, like, even the expectation uh, as, like, adults, if you are talking to a group of strangers and you don't have a rainbow mohawk like myself, um, a lot of the time people will assume you to be heterosexual. Like, you'll be like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Like, you know. That doesn't people happen don't... to me. Well, I know, Hannah, because you're gay. Powerfully. You're very powerfully queer. Well, I'm, I just put off a lot of signify Like, so are a lot of folks. But I put off, excuse me, hold on, I got a burp. Um, I put off a lot of signifiers that are like stare, like stereotypically gay. Well, if like, you're subverting the norms of the gender that people read you to be, then you're more likely to be assumed queer in other ways too. But right. if you are sub, or like, if you are a more feminine-looking woman, which whatever the fuck that means, right? Like, right, but by, by again, by, like... By straight people standards, yeah, straight people right? Like, uh, like... one uh, like accepted, quote One of standards. our, like, uh, like, femme friends is mostly assumed to be straight and will be approached as though she is straight. Right. And, like... Whereas, meanwhile, yeah. like, she has a septum ring and she wears bandanas as an accessory. I assume we're talking about the same person. Yeah, we are. She wears... <laughs> um, oh, jeez. She wears, uh... Uh... <laughs> Um, bandanas is an accessory all the time. Yeah. So, like, I was, like, from a mile away, I was like, oh, a, a queer. A queer. One of us. Um, but, like, straight people don't have those signifiers um, yeah. and can't read them the way that we can because we have to in order to know who is safe to, like, 
flirt with or talk to. I wonder who started the septum rings or queer signifier. It was Ellen DeGeneres in the 1990s. I don't think that one's true. No, it's not true at all. That one is not true. There was a reference to our last episode with the toaster. Raise your hand if you're queer and you have a septum piercing in this room. All the queer people in this room raised their <laughs> All three of us. I looked at Aaron expectantly for some reason. He's neither queer nor does he have a septum. I was really excited piercing. about a possible nose piercing that you had gotten while you were gone. No. You look really good with one. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I would go if you had one. <laughs> we just said a possible sept- nose piercing and Aaron just kind of pointed to his nostril and made a little motion. It's like, yeah. Yeah, when you flip it up is what he was saying. I got it. I wasn't going to correct her. I I thought maybe Kai was expecting I just had a septum. I was. Just Just the whole way up. It's just a really big one. That's, yeah. Ow. Um, You're welcome for that imagery. Um, Yeah. Anyway, I don't know who started that. I could. I don't know if there's a lot of research. No, I don't know that, that we would be able to like area. pinpoint that one. Yeah. It's just at some point we all decided to get septum rings, and here we are. No, it's true. It's a very good signifier. Um. Anyway, so this happens in video games too. Like yeah, even we're video, this games, is a video game. This is a video game podcast. Even video yeah, games. So we're gonna talk about it. Even oh. video games like uh, oh, like Mass Effect that we love very dearly. How much bad audio um, can I create? <laughs> a lot, I guess. Um, Mass uh, that we love dearly, like yeah. in Mass Effect One. Can um, I talk about? Can I talk about the video game now? <laughs> yes. Well, I wanted to introduce it because I something you had said in the previous episode had made me think about this because you were talking about how if you play as a uh, mask ship, um, you. Oh right, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that Get in there, that, Hannah. What? Get in there. Um, here I go. Look at me, look at me go. Here, I'm gonna t- tell you about the video game. Do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Here I go. I'm ready. <laughs> here I go. Just just watch. Okay, one more time, and just, it's a bad bit. Just you wait. Um. Um. Anyway, <laughs> if you're playing as. What are you doing? I don't know. If you play, I woke up at 5 a.m. yesterday, and then I was awake until, like, 1.30 in the morning. It was a very long Bless day. her heart. Bless my heart. <laughs> Get in there. Here I go. <laughs> okay. I hate us. Um, I love you, too. So, anyway, if you play as Mask Shep, you were talking about how, like, the, the gay male romance options don't, like, not, like, Caden's bisexual, but, like, the, like... Man, 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 romance Mom. options. The Mulum. <laughs> the Mulum. Uh, MLM. Uh, romance options uh, don't flirt with you if you don't want them to. Like, you always have to inter- initiate that. You have that. to do very specific things in order for it yeah. to happen. Like, you have to work to be gay. You gotta work. As a bit girl, bitch, you better work um, to be girl gay. Bitch. Girl, you bitch, you better work. <laughs> Uh, to be gay in that universe, like, for your character. But if you're playing as femship, male characters hit on you even if you don't Constantly. want them to. Like, you have to work. There's characters in one and two, less so in three, a little bit James, but not as much. Like, it doesn't really happen much in three. But in one and two, there is, a, in each game, there's a companion character that you have to actively try not <laughs> yeah. to flirt with. Because if you choose the Paragon option, which if you're trying to, you know, get all them Paragon points, uh, you always do if you just decide to play Hardline Paragon at the beginning of the game. Um, but the Paragon option is always aggressively flirting with that character for no reason at all. Like, first inter- like first or second interaction you have with Caden in one, you say, like, flirtatious shit. 
um, when you pick the Paragon it's option. It's wild because, like, you just want to try to pick the Paragon option for the points and to, like, be friendly to your crew members. Right. But to me, with, friendly with anybody else, equal, like, you're flirting. not romancing. Yeah. If you choose the Paragon option, it's just you being very kind and interested in their life and wanting to help them with their problems. Yeah. But with those companion characters, you, like, again, with, like, heteronormativity and compulsory heterosexuality, even though that's a... a problematic term like in this instance it really is compulsory because you like it's compulsive some would say it's you would say because you said that um we did a whole bit before the podcast started where kai said compulsive heterosexuality and they claimed that they didn't i don't remember this well um i don't know i can't read suddenly um that yeah that you have to actively so like caden and in two it's about because i've 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 haven't played one in a long time i've played two more recently that with Jacob, um, oh, yeah. because there's he's like, like quote unquote canon romance. Even though he's boring as fuck, he sucks. He's not very good. I mean, he's a fine in combat, but he's not that good in combat. He's super boring. Um, his plot line is dumb, and his like his um, loyalty quest is like going to his dad's weird sex cult that his dad has started on this planet that his ship crashed on, yeah. and it's very disturbing. And I hate the whole thing. Me too. Um, but I gotta get that loyalty, you know. But you gotta get that loyalty so you can have the cool outfit. You and want the cool outfit the and surviving mission, the final mission, even though he sucks. Even though he sucks. Um. But anyway, that yeah, that like the f- one of the first interactions you have with him, and the the just the change in tone of Shepard from like oh, I'm just having a regular conversation. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my regular conversation. And then they choose the Paragon option with Jacob and Shepard, like leans back on the <laughs> so table funny. Holy with like shit. her titties poked out. And not like out of the shirt. Like <laughs> no, that's a different pushed, game. Pushed forward, and is like, so Jacob, wanna fuck? She does not say wanna fuck. No, what her voice says, wanna fuck. Yeah. She's like, so Jacob, tell me about yourself. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, uh, well, even he at first is like, oh. well, he's well, I don't know, Shepard. I uh, I don't know you very well. I need some more time. Yeah, and then like the third time you talk to him, you're like, hey, Jacob, wanna fuck? And, and he's, he's like, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Look, let's maybe fuck. Um, so again, you can't, you just, I just won't because I refuse to watch that interaction. But even if you are actively pursuing a romance with another character, that happens with him. Um, Um, it's really, it's really unfortunate. Like, I just want to tie this to like kind of bigger trends across a lot of aspects of gaming. So So can I say one more thing? Yes, of course. Oh my gosh. Um, because in Mass Effect specifically, like with any other character, especially with like the, the queer romance options, you do have to work for it. Like you have to work to... In the first one, you have to work to get into the relationship with Liara, and then once you're into the relationship with Liara, you get to continue continue this beautiful romance against the next, or against, across the next two games. (laughs) Sort of against the games, because sometimes the game tries really hard to get you not to be with your queer romance option, but also... Would you say that you're working against the grain of the games? Yes. Am I, is that a reference to something? Carol. Oh, yeah. Living against my own grain! Thank you. That was not my Kate Blanchett. That was Kate a very Blanchett. bad Kate Blanchett That was impression. not my Kate Blanchett impression. <laughs> that was great. Um, jeez. Jeez. Um, what use am I to her if I'm living against my own grain? Oh, that, that was better. It was a little bit better. It still wasn't. I don't still know wasn't great, but it was better. Anyway, um, but with, even with like Garrus, you have to work harder to get into, Oh my God, yeah. And you can't romance him in one. Well, because it, like it's kind of queer to be with an alien, I think. No, totally. That's what I'm saying is like the, the, the heteronormative human man yeah. companion is the one that's like so compulsory but if you want to be with an alien and or like the queer option you have to work a lot harder with it except trainer she thirsty as fuck 
and you can accidentally stumble into a romance which Anna has done. in three, which I did. I mean, you do have to make the option to get into the shower. Yeah, but it's so fucking funny. How it is not? very funny. No, you it's get true, into the shower right. with her with your clothes. She <laughs> comes to your room good. to hang out. And she's like, "Oh, I love your cabin. Can I use your shower?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure, trainer." Because she a bougie bitch, and she just she went to Oxford. She just she's used to the finer things in life, and she's this very like Oxford RP British accent. And then she like gets in your shower. And she's like, "Oh, I love the shower." And then she's like, "Do you want to join me in the shower?" And in that moment, like, I don't, I did not, it was so funny, I did not have the strength of will, will to be like, no, I'm with Liara. I was like, a fucking course I want to see where this goes, this is hilarious. And then Shepard, to my, not disappointment, to my delay, exactly what I wanted to happen happens, which Shepard gets into the shower with all of her clothes on, um, with this person who's a, basically a secretary on her ship. It's incredible. I love every second. Of course she does. Yeah, that's Shepard. That's classic Shepard. Classic um, Shepard. Anyway, so... Anyway, across video games. Across video games. And, and, and across, like, popular culture, sure. I'm thinking of, like... You know when you see movies like Star Wars, and I'm thinking of the original trilogy because I'm a fuckhead like that. Um, and every, why does that make you a fuckhead? Because uh, I feel I feel like one of those pretentious people because yeah. I only think about the original trilogy. No, but you're just you just happen to be talking about the original. That's trilogy. true. All right, why, that doesn't make you a fuckhead. Just like, a little what a, bit. What a thing to say. <laughs> that was, that's true. Um, when when people like constantly were assuming that uh, Luke and Leia would like get together, or right. like even Han and Leia, like the. It's it's just the assumption that everybody is straight everywhere, right? Uh, or the assumption like the, that there has to be a heterosexual romance. Well, to I like mean, yeah. End the movie on a positive note. Well, exactly. That happens in like every single movie. Mm-hmm. Is that the two like uh, opposite gender? There were quotations. Characters um, have to end up together. Right. Like uh, there's always. I mean, like in like, National Treasure, you have to watch that hot German lady. Yes. Smack on Nicholas Cage of all people, which is a shame. Um. I was thinking anything starring living human penis Benedict Cumberbatch. Hi, Tori. Um, Listen, I heard he did something good recently on Twitter. I heard that there was like uh, his production company is doing a show that's featuring like uh, trans people or something. I mean, good for him. I'm sure he's a fine person. <laughs> but even fucking Wendy was like the man with the face of a penis, Benedict Cumberbatch. Listen. Um. So anyway, so games like uh, The Witcher Three and God of War, the older ones. I don't know about the new one with the I son. I don't think the new one because um, it's just hang out with your son. Grand Theft Auto, like a lot of the original ones, not including the one where you're playing is like Gay Tony, um, the Ballad of Gay Tony. But in all all of these big AAA games, right? Like across across the universe of gaming, um. There's expected heterosexuality. In the movie Across the Universe. In the movie Across the Universe, even, there's, there's, there's straight people. It's incredible. Uh, you have a whole universe. And what? you go across it. <laughs> and you go there's across There's a okay in that movie. Is there? I've never yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. I liked it a lot as a kid. I remember Dear Prudence about it, becomes yeah. like a coming out song, and I Want to Hold oh. Your Hand is sung by a lesbian. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. One of the songs that I sang to my first girlfriend was I Want to Hold oh, Your Hand. Oh, no, Kai. That's so embarrassing. Why is that embarrassing? Because you sang a Beatles song to your first girlfriend. She likes the Beatles. I liked the Beatles. Oh, Beatles. boy. It's cute. I held Fuck her hand. the Beatles is a, is a huge part of my brand. I know. Listen. And Dory's brand. Dory's really pro-fuck the Beatles. Anyway, all I'm saying is that, like, across, uh, across most games, a lot of the time especially if you're playing as a man, you are uh, given solely heterosexual uh, romantic options, sometimes that you have to complete and sometimes that are optional. Um, and this especially translates to the fact that 
uh, heteronormativity is at play in creators' minds as they mm-hmm. are creating these games, mm-hmm. like we talked about in the first episode, um, or the second, or whatever. Uh, at some point, we've talked about At it. some point, we've talked about this, where the expectation that creators have is that all gamers are straight, white, cis, able men uh-huh um like all of those all of all of those signifiers and uh so games are catered to that specific group so like games have a lot of violence in them games um are i don't know this whole dark souls thing has really taken off recently games are made to be a very specific way to appeal to this very specific group of people that they perceive Explain to be the only what you gamers. Mean by what you just said. There are a lot this of this whole Dark um, Souls thing has really taken off. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, men who are uh, on the internet. Um, okay. This may surprise you, who are really into the challenge of Dark Souls and think that it's a superior game to because other games hard. because it's hard. So it's like a real man's game or a real gamer's game oh, in comparison to games that. that are more casual. I don't think that's recent. Like I think The that's Sims. A, no, a it's not recent whatsoever. It is a long-standing thing. But I mean, I... I think... Here's what I respect. I like people who like Dark Souls because they just like Dark Souls. Like... Like Aaron, like our good boy Aaron, he like loves our, Dark Souls, and our good boy Brevin, who loves Dark Souls because he really loves like the universe of lore. Yeah, of and Dark Souls. it's it has got He's, a really engaging lore. Yeah, and I'm not denying that. It's just that there's this that's very also, particular. Aaron, you should talk to Brevin because that's yes, his, you should. Like, favorite franchise. There's this very particular brand of group of people who are really into Dark Souls specifically because they. It's the only hard. reason they laud it is because it's hard. Like and, lots and, of games are hard. It doesn't yeah. make them better. No, sometimes it, it makes them worse. In fact, it does. And like because you should enjoy a game while you're playing it. That's you can the, enjoy that's a game if it's hard, but if it's so hard you can't enjoy it. The game it, should be enjoyable. But it's not a good game. I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I think I it's, find it's it... a weird like hot take in the like real gamer community that um, games should be fun. Well, that's why Polygon is not seen as a real gaming uh, journalism right. like, site because of the fact that they hire queer people, they hire women, they hire people of color. Well, and they like and fuck they around and fuck do around shit. and do silly things and they don't take like, they do, like those hardcore more, games as yeah. seriously as I other mean they folks. do like serious journalism. They do very on serious journalism, games, but they're not But then they also do like a they're monster seen factory as SJWs where they by this group. Yeah, where they make a monster factory where like they change all the Dark Souls world to look like pizza. Yes. For so thing, I've seen the hate against Polygon is more Based in misogyny and racism. Exactly, that that's what I'm saying. It's not a legitimate complaint. They say well, that they're, they're not serious journalists because they're too liberal. Mm-hmm. That's part and, of the argument. Yeah, and I think yeah. I have always hated the notion that like it makes your journalism less legitimate because it's funny or silly. Like that's always been like the the function of satirists is to like the sacred clown is to speak truth that no one else is allowed to because you don't take shit as seriously. It's like how like the mainstream news. A lot, most of it will not call racists racists. Like they'll say, like racially charged remarks. Oh my god, fucking! They won't Roseanne say the bullshit. word fucking racist, and they won't like some. I think Solomon Giorgio tweeted the other day. Yes, like, the first, the first like mainstream news media outlet that is willing to say the words racist or lies should get a fucking Pulitzer. Like honestly, the, nobody will do it. Um, and it has its problems, but that's what I like about Next, that show that my mom produces, yeah, yeah. is they there was some racist thing that happens, and they I was flabbergasted because they were the first like thing associated with a major news media outlet call that it racist. called it racist. I was so stoked about it. Yeah, um, which is bananas. That never happens. Um, yeah. I'm very proud of your mom. Thank you. Me too. I like your mom a lot. Me too. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that, that ends our uh, Hannah's Mom fan segment. That, yeah, this is a segment called, hey, my mom's neat. 
<laughs> and that's the end of that segment it's called Hating My Mom's Meat. It's a very positive segment. It's a very positive segment. Um, so anyway, like, the reason why games are uh, heteronormative is because the culture is heteronormative. And right. not only that, but the culture of heteronormativity is reflected specifically in gaming culture because for some reason the internet is perceived to be full of dudes. Full of white, right, abled, cis, loud. straight dudes. Because they loud. Yeah, it's true. They're like Tori. Their yell, uh, yell. skill tree is very, very yeah, high. But not in like a cute way. Not in a cute way whatsoever. Um, and part of it is because of the fact that like I suspect that originally when games first started, a lot of the time it was this group of people who had access to these specific mm-hmm. things and like the time and the money wonder, to afford because them. Because when games were first starting, like arcades were the place where games existed, and that's yeah. where you went. And I'm sure a lot of that started with, like, the physical policing of those spaces. Oh, of course. By, like, everything was, in, like, the 70s, 80s, like, everything was policed by cishet white dudes. Still is. But, um, yes, totally. But, like, in arcades, like, I'm sure that, like, they would just, like, harass women who went into the arcade in the physical space. And that, at at its genesis... Um, Sega Genesis. Solid, solid gaming reference. Um, like, they, it's, it's not that, like, women and queer folks, like, we're carving out our own space for sure now, and now some statistics that, like, half of gamers are women or whatever. Um, and that is a somewhat older statistic, so who knows? But, like, um, they were carving out our own space, but it's not that, like, we aren't in those spaces, it's that we are being actively bullied out of those spaces, well, gaming is also uh, a hobby that requires money. Oh, totally. And it free requires time, money and free which time. Yeah. Not everybody it's an has inaccessible access to. Hobby. It's an inaccessible hobby is the thing. Which is I think what's so great about like mobile like iOS games or like Android games or whatever, yeah. like mobile hand- handheld like phone games is because there are some really good games coming out for phones now and more I would I don't know if this is like statistically supported but i would i would guess that more people have access to cell phones than to gaming consoles well they're considered more of a like staple for things that you need to have totally yeah and if you can get a really good game on less your of a luxury phone it still then, is a luxury. like you can it's total luxury yeah but like i think more people have cell phones so like more people have it's just accessibility like more people have yeah. the, the no it's true and it's still to considered to be games. like a private like boys club a lot of the time oh, like totally. real gaming culture and that's part of the reason why it, the need to like separate is yeah there. but i feel like real game like real gaming culture has less power now like i definitely think so too people even comparison to when i was a kid oh totally yeah um there's enough people to be like hey fuck off like it's it's now becoming more like neck-bearded idiots shouting in their mom's basement rather than, like... Like, it's be, it's shifting to be more of a fringe. Hello, little cat. Um, do you have I, anything to say on the matter? I do just want to say I also have a neck-beard, and I'm trying it's really not, hard. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't, like, cultivate a neck-beard. Like, purposefully? Yeah. And also, like, your, your facial hair's still coming in. It'll... I'm working on it. Yeah. It's happening. It goes... Your beard goes on to your chin. Yeah. It's not great yet. But no, I mean, there. and it's spreading. It's spreading. Yeah. Hi, anyway, uh, I think now it's is probably bad. a good time for us to start to wrap up. Yes. Um. We're. Uh, yes. And uh, yes. Yep. We talked in that um, heteronormative way. Like Mass Effect was like obviously the example that we held up. It happens less so in Dragon Age. Just yeah, it does because everyone like hits on you regardless of what oh, your gender totally. is. Oh, totally. Um. And in. Uh, Dragon Age, I, I think partially because as far as I know, there were more queer, queer, queer people. There were more <laughs> queer people involved in the production of yeah, Dragon, Dragon Age. Age yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but then it, it, it happens, I guess part of our point too, and I think we made this, was that it happens in games and pieces of media, but we, this is a video game podcast where it has no business being there. Like, yeah. there's no way relevant to the plot. There doesn't need to be a romance there, and it happens anyway. And that the default is for it to be, what are you doing? She's looking at my pottery. To be a heterosexual. I was just making sure she wasn't going to eat no, my bootleg Decemberist poster yeah. that I bought in the parking lot of Red Rocks for $20. Oops. Oops. And it was cooler than the official poster that Oops. we're selling. Oops. I mean, I've never bought yeah. anything illegal in my life. I've never broken the law once. Not one time. Never. I'm a law-abiding citizen. Thank you. Does that count as bootleg? What do you mean bootleg? Like, like some lady was just walking around. The, you're not allowed to do this. Some lady, this was not like produced or associated with the band in any official way. There was just some lady, like her friend made these posters and she was hot and she was walking around the parking <laughs> lot selling these bootleg posters. Uh, and Hannah will friend. buy a lot of things unlicensed. from hot ladies. I guess so unlicensed. if you're a hot lady, go up to Hannah and try to sell Listen, her something and she'll probably buy person. it. That's true. Yeah. You do buy things from hot people in general. I feel like Redbubble needs to be taken down then. Like no, a thing. lot of a lot of Redbubble has stolen art on it. You're allowed to make like fan art of stuff. It's not that you're not allowed to make your own December posters to sell it them. In the you're not allowed to sell them in the parking lot of, of a December show. show. Is the issue here? Uh, also, the location. It's specifically against like Red Rocks policy to like sell your own merch in the parking lots and stuff. I mean, Red Rock Red Rocks rules are really more like guidelines, um, in my experience. Yeah. Um, they're like, don't bring this and this, but then their bag check is just to like vaguely glance into your bag, so you could bring pretty much anything you want. Well, don't advertise that fact. So everybody knows it's super easy to sneak shit into Red Rocks. Anyway, everybody in Colorado knows that it's not it's not new news. <laughs> anyway, um, this has been if it's gay we play. Uh, yeah, I you guess can it's gonna if it's gay we play at uh, at gay gamers with a Z yeah. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep, uh, um, you can email us at if it's gay we play at gmail.com. Uh, no apostrophe in that one because you can't have an apostrophe in the email address. Yeah, we got a very lovely. This is our going to be our fan shout out corner. Fan shout out corner. We got a very lovely message on our Facebook from. We a did. Person. I'm going to find uh, AJ. Yeah, AJ, yeah. AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we obviously will not be giving last names because we're not, uh, you know, looking yes. to hurt people. I looked at um, um, their Facebook page. They use he him pronouns, oh, at least great. on Facebook. Okay. Um, well, so anyway, thank you, AJ, for your lovely message. Yeah, he sent us. Uh, you. We, we really love appreciate you. It. We love he you very much. Sent us a very much. lovely message that was like, we feel like, I feel like that you're my new friends, and that's really great. And we feel like you're yeah, our friend too, AJ. We want to build that, a community. Yeah, that message made me feel really, really good. It made me feel good too. Um, it makes me feel like. Not that, I mean, I obviously enjoy doing this, and I feel like there's inherent value in it, but it, it really makes me feel like what we're doing matters. When I feel seen and heard. I feel very seen and heard when people reach out to us in that way. Um, Neither of which I can reciprocate, and I'm sorry. Well, we messaged him back. I I was making a joke about your joke about... Oh, yeah. It was a callback. It was a callback. A classic, classic Kai callback, where nobody yeah. gets it but Kai. Yeah, that is pretty classic. <laughs> that is quite classic. Um... Anyway, you uh, can also find us at uh, stickpoke, stickpokeprod.com mm-hmm. slash if it's gay we play with hyphens in between all of the words. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. no apostrophe in this it's um, Did, based internet- on the nature of web oh, addresses. Yeah, whatever. Addresses. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, find us there. You can stream us. We're obviously on iTunes. Um, obviously. We're trying to get on other stuff. We're looking at, at switching podcast hosting yes. platforms. We uh, are looking into that. Um, shout out to all the Facebook groups what people like our page shout out to the various delightful McElroy based Facebook groups that have been so supportive to us yeah you know Winky Face yeah very good um, podcast play with me yeah um, 
felt yep. like I had something else to say, but uh, I clearly I also, did not. Yes, uh, so we have oh, some shows coming up. Let's advertise uh, our shows again. That's what I wanted to do. We have a show called, um, oh, actually, first, uh, Orpheus Music Festival tickets are on sale. Yeah, that, um, yeah, the music festival that we live streamed for. That, that we live streamed for. for. Uh, what um, is that website? Orpheusfest.com. 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 Forward slash live. Forward slash live. Hey. Uh, we are boyfriends. We uh, are boyfriends. So anyway. That's a bit we're not going to explain till next week, maybe. That's right. Cliffhanger. So you can buy your tickets now if you have any interest in that. Um, yes, It's a very should. cool local that's art cool event. Local very art granola. Event. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, support our producer, Aaron. He's a lovely man who deserves yes. the best in the support world. Support the other shows. In the, um, if you feel like uh, looking looking at the other shows in the Sick Book Prod Network. Uh, Grandma's House. And uh, Encyclopedia. It's all about like who make... Who make... And who what make. makes people the <laughs> who way that make they and are. what make people people? Yeah, which is kind of what our show is about. Too. Kinda. Um, so anyway, quick um, we have some our show. real life shows coming up. Real life shows, not like live shows for the podcast. That'd be no, cool. That though, would be maybe cool. Someday. That'll be in the future. But we talked about it at the top of the show. But Mutiny Information Cafe at the corner of Ellsworth and South Broadway. Um, it is a book, like a anarchist used bookstore, bookstore and coffee shop um, um, with pinball. With pinball and very delicious vegan breads and records and comics. Yeah, they're very cool. It's really cool. Um, They're letting us put on uh, our uh, variety hour. Genderfuck. A a binary binary busting variety variety hour. hour. Um, Um, And there are several performers. I will be debuting uh, a drag act. My drag persona, Donatella Versace. I'm so excited. Started as a joke. Now it's real. Um, Um, Transbender will be having a reprisal. Yeah, we're We're having uh, local singer-songwriters and drag performers. Yeah, we're having a cool local singer-songwriter. Uh, a couple and a poet um, and another professional drag performer, Warmono. Yeah. Um, uh, Singer songwriter Isis, uh, singer songwriter Eric. Eric. Uh, and then Kai's doing Transbender again. And um, we're doing a special secret performance. Yeah, there's going to be a special secret act. I'm going to be performing a poem. It's going to be real. It's going to be, gonna be real, lit. It's going to be really lit. Um, and it's free. Uh, it's we are going to be taking donations for probably the Gender Identity Center. We haven't yeah. fully decided yet. Uh, a local trans inclusive like place yeah, where we're going to support places and trans kinds. Um, we it's in collaboration with Audacious Theater Company. Yes, um, you can find them on Facebook. You can see the event there. We will be sharing it on our page as well. Yes, um, and if you're in the Greater Denver area or like Colorado Springs and feel like driving up or something, come check us out. We're on June yeah. 13th and 17th yeah. at 8 p.m. and 7 p.m. respectively. Yeah, that is during Pride Weekend. We are trying to attract some Pride crowds. Yeah, the 13th will be the Wednesday before Pride. The 17th will be the Sunday of Denver Pride. Yes. Um, so it's gonna be a little bananas. But, but there are less events on Sunday evening, so we're looking to uh, create our own. Yes. Fewer events on Sunday evening. Thank you. You're welcome. I uh, saw your face. Yeah. But did you see how I didn't say anything? Like a, a, a nice person? Yeah, but the thing is I know what face you make when I say the wrong word. So yeah. I'm able to tell regardless. Wah, wah. I'm able to tell irregardless. <laughs> well, the podcast is over now. Thank you so much. We love you a lot and we, we really appreciate you. your support. And thank you, Dory, for being our thank live you. audience member who's right, almost yeah. asleep on the couch. Um... um Keep playing gay. Keep being games. Goodbye. Goodbye. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.